Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. So what I've tried to do with this is I've tried to create a beacon, a homing device. And let me share with you my, I have a dream statement about this, okay? My dream is that this will, I feel a little bad about doing some of the work for the men if I was to do it exactly perfectly, I would sit next to a guy and say, all right, we're going to research together what it means to be a presider. We're going to read books. We're going to watch videos. We're going to Google it. We're going to do all this, and we're going to find the information. The guys are all, how are you supposed to find them? All, how did you figure out how to fix your carburetor? Okay, I read books and watched YouTube videos on it. I'm all, yeah, we can do the same thing with this, with how to do leadership and presiding. And I did a lot of work for them. It's simplified all the way down to 26 pages. Okay. So here's my dream. Here's my fantasy. Okay. The man takes this document. He puts it in his psychological backpack and he walks up to the mountain. He tells his wife, wife, I'm now going up into the mountain to spend some time with God. And he and I are going to discuss my stewardship as a presider. I'll come back when I have further light and knowledge. Now, any woman here be bothered by that? Anyone say, no, I don't want you talking to God. <laughs> no, you can't go ponder and spend time thinking about your stewardships. Every woman I've ever met, I actually had a guy the other day who said, my wife would not be okay with that. Have you met your wife? Do you have any idea who she is and how she thinks? And I've never met a woman yet who is, yes, go, go. Hang out with God and get revelations, etc. Okay. Now, in my fantasy world, in my dream world, he takes this document out, he sits it down, pulls up a chair for God to sit across him, and says, Let's go through this. And you'll notice that this is not written in narrative form or paragraph form. You'll see lots of hyphens, little tick marks. I did this on purpose to make it very masculine so they could see when I was moving to the next concept. And what I exercised with them last night was okay i want you to we're going to read one of these together and i want you to put a check mark next to it if you got that one done i'm good with this one i'm a good presider on this line item and i says i want you to circle it if it needs work so i want you to circle it if it needs work and i want you to give it a check mark the guys were fun last night when we did this because as we started going through it let me pull up just a random section of it here I'm going to do a screen share. Oh, I'm on the screen share already. Okay. Page six, 
Engage in mindfulness exercises to become more aware of your thoughts and feelings. This heightened awareness can help you catch and address negative thoughts before they impact your actions. So I says, okay, guys, do a little self-reflection. Do you engage in mindfulness exercises to become more aware of your thoughts and feelings? Go ahead and put a check mark on that if you actually do that. It's fun because they're like, mm. I said, now circle it if you have, don't do that or if it's not part of your current process. So circle it. After about 15 minutes, I had a guy raise his hand and says, okay, this is becoming a problem because like the list of things I'm circling is getting long here. Like I've got like a whole bunch of stuff here and we're not even on, we're on page like six. We haven't even got to seven, eight, nine through 26. And I'm all, uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, how am I supposed to work on all this stuff? And I'm all, good question. Okay, now most of you have a profession where you have these giant jobs and you have to break them down to smaller pieces and prioritize them. I says, what if we did a prioritization activity? And you can see their brains, they're like, do you know how much work that would take? I'm all, yeah, I know how much work that would take. Okay, now here's my fantasy, ladies. My fantasy, my, my dream world is that they do this list, the first thing they do is once they've circled all the ones they need to work on, they share that with you. Now, can you imagine a man sharing with you a 26-page document that has 40 or 50 items circled on it that he needs to work on? Okay, now, I would like some responses to this because everything I come up with about how a wife responds is my hypothetical um, awareness, since I've never been a wife, I've just interviewed lots of wives. Would anyone be willing to comment on what that would be like if a man read through something and circled the stuff on it that he needed to work on? What that would be like for you to see that? I would. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, sorry, I'm really sick. So hopefully <laughs> you can hear me. I'm sorry, we can hear you, but go ahead. It wouldn't matter how long it took him to work on any of them. The fact that he would bring that and circle it and say he's working would be such a, it would just fill me with happiness. <laughs> just that he is aware and that wants and wants to work on those things. Thank you. Let me add a follow up question to it. Here's one that just came in the chat. I would feel prioritized and important if he was working and realizing that he needs to work on it. Here's another one. I can't even imagine that. It's so far out of my... Yeah, I know, and I apologize, okay? I know it's not appropriate for me to take full responsibility for all the flawlessness in the entire male race, but I do hold myself responsible to do everything I can to teach them how to become real men since most of us were not taught my father was a good father. He was a decent man who knew how to work and knew how to put food on the table. That's what my dad was good at, but he never taught me how to preside. He never taught me all these concepts. He never taught me how to work with a wife. He was married, but he used the skill of stay out of the house and make money and be nice to your wife in the 10 minutes per day that you're around her. And it worked out pretty okay for him. Um, they do okay. But all these complexities were not available, right? 
Now, I'm going to ask another follow-up question this. It's been my observation that women use a lot of energy to try to provide husbands with lists of things they can work on. Okay. My hope is that by them having this list themselves, you are liberated from the burden of having to come up with that list. So if you were in a relationship with a man who was proactively creating his own lists like this, okay, would that relieve you of the sense of obligation to help with that? Let me look at this comment. Does this model teach that a man is the leader of the marriage and the man and the wife together are the co-leaders of the family? I don't know if it's the influence of feminism society and what that is ingrained in me, but when a man is called the leader, it immediately raises the qu little question of red flag. Okay, you'll notice I intentionally use the word presider instead of leader. Okay, they are two different words. Okay, a presider is one who is, and it's this is impossible to explain in a few sentences. This is why I'm giving you the whole document. So that as you read through it, you can see that there is no domination. There is no unilateral leadership to it. It involves acquiring the skill of collaboration. It involves complete validation of the wife, not in a form of uh, being doing her a favor or validating her feelings. Let me tell you the, the game-changing concept for me when it came to how to interact with my wife in a way that was powerful, not just meaningful, okay? And in one of my recent posts, something I was writing, oh, no, actually, I just added it to this document earlier today. And that is, if I'm in a military situation and I have the option of taking infrared glasses with me and a motion detector with me and a heat sensor with me, it would be very wise for me to take resources with me that had capacities beyond my natural capability which would make me more effective in what I do. Women, among many other things, are blessed with a sensitivity level that is usually more acute than the masculine system. My wife can hear things that I cannot hear. My wife can see things that I cannot see. My wife can smell things that I cannot smell of a figurative nature. And when my wife says, there's something wrong with our daughter, she needs something. I can walk past my daughter and not see that at all. But I can do my job better by using my wife's sensory system as a powerful contributor to my life and our life, because I see it as a highly relevant, not just a nice idea okay you have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that i've put together called the marriage repair workshops and the lazarus lectures this is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, 
everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.